Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the TIFF podcast. I'm Shamal Haroon. Networks are critically important for improving public health, which requires collaboration and sharing of ideas and best practice. Public health registrars in the UK have both national and regional networks that help facilitate this. New consultant networks have been developed in some parts of the UK to help public health specialists connect with each other and discuss issues relevant to their practice. I spoke to Glenda Augustine, Patrick Saunders and Adiola Agbabi to discuss this further. Hi everyone, thanks very much for joining the podcast. Could you please introduce yourselves? I'm Glenda Augustine, I'm a consultant in public health based in Wolverhampton and I chair the West Midlands Public Health Consultant Network. I'm Patrick Saunders, a consultant in public health and the, the, um, the local board member for the West Midlands region. I'm Adiola Agbabiyi, a registrar in public health at Coventry City Council, and I attended the West Midlands Consultant Network. Great, thanks for the introductions. Um, perhaps, Glenda, if you could start off, uh, why a consultant network? I think that there have been some concerns regarding consultants um, getting together with the moves into a local authority setting and I happened to attend the West Midlands um, Public Health Workforce Development Group and in November last year, well in fact it would have been 2015, there were talks around what were the training needs of individuals with a specialism in public health and I thought a network would be a very good idea because I've had experience of a consultant network in in other areas. So how did the uh... How did you get the network started? Well, after the discussion at the um, Public Health Workforce meeting, we decided in um, February of 2016 to actually take a paper to the school board and to the Association of Directors of Public Health. And in that paper, we'd done some background work. I did my training in the East Midlands and I knew there was a network there. So we scoped out what sort of things they did at the network, identified that it would be of benefit for us in the West Midlands. And then that paper was taken to the school board in April and the ADPHs later on um, that month of last year. And they approved that a network could go ahead under the auspices of the sector-led improvements of the directors of public health. And what is the aim of the network? I think the aim of the network really is to provide a supportive network for consultants, specialists in public health and for special um, specialty registrars in public health, um, give them an opportunity to develop com- continuous professional development and also to discuss those thorny issues that sometimes you can't get an answer to. And it also gives us an update around um, educational and professional development. And... Who's, who's included in the network? Is it is it mainly consultants or are others involved? Well, the network itself involves um, consultants and specialists in public health. And we've also included specialty registrars. When I was in the East Midlands, every registrar, once they'd uh, began their, their fifth year of training, was invited to the network because it's an opportunity for them to actually start mingling with um, consultants and to gain some experience of what they would be expected to take on once they become consultants themselves. So why public health registrars and, and what can registrars get out of the network and, and how can they contribute Sure. Well, I um, answer that. So this is Adiola, and 
one of the things that I found that as a registrar attending, it was really useful to be able to chat to uh, senior consultants, to new consultants, um, and generally network. Um, it was good to sit in on an event where consultants were going through some CPD type uh, activities and to participate in that and to see that there was something ahead that we could join into post-CCT. And then finally, the first reason that I went uh, was to present some work. So attendance at the network as a, a network member is open to ST5 registrars at the moment, um, but other registrars are invited to come and present work to a rapt, enthusiastic and kindly critical audience. So it's a good opportunity to practice presenting. And a separate topic. Um, that I still sit on the SRC of the Faculty of Public Health and we and the faculty are exploring some work, looking at sort of future workforce needs um, on and looking specifically at training needs coming up to CCT and just after CCT for the support of new consultants. And this network is sits ideally as, as one component in that for supporting consultants and allowing them to share information and develop. So how is the network coordinated? Well, once we've got the, the approval to push the network forward, it was ideal to actually in, in bring in the training programme director. So we've got um, Chris Chiswell as uh, one of the training programme directors as the um, vice chair of the, the network. And also one of the things that we, we identified was that um, in the East Midlands, they use the network as an opportunity to push forward issues that were in the faculty. So it was ideal to invite someone like Patrick Saunders along to give a faculty update, um, because often um, there is an opportunity for that to happen within a wide arena. And we um, also invited other individuals who are part of the faculty, such as um, those that are responsible for CPD and for health protection, to be form an executive committee and also the chair of the registrars network also. So we've got an executive group that uh, meets on an informal basis to actually plan the programme as it goes forward and to evaluate the sessions once they've done. And what is covered at a network meeting? Right, the network meeting includes an educational update. So our um, School of Public Health will deliver some of the issues um, around training so for example um, professional development coaching mentoring and we also have a CPD session where we'll discuss hopefully topical issues and I'll hand over to Patrick to talk about what benefits he thinks the network's done for him around the faculty. Thanks Glenda. Shemel, this, this has been a fantastic opportunity for me as the, as the local board member because I, I, I've been in that role for about 18 months now, and I, I have um, sort of a, a quarterly update I send out to members by email, but I was very conscious that it was, particularly now, given the limitations on people's time in the world of public health, getting members together in a formal meeting was proven to be possible. And I, I tried to organise two um, local um, faculty affair, affairs committees, which were the traditional vehicle for, for doing this. And I had um, two people turn up. Uh, one, so it, it, it clearly wasn't effective. 
So when I had this opportunity, courtesy of, of Glenda and, uh, and Chris, it was it was a fantastic chance to to, to get to to meet um, consultants and, and trainees and, and give them an update on on on, on faculty issues on a, on a on not on a frequent basis but on a regular and routine basis and they get great attendance there you know 35 40 50 people uh, colleagues there and also to feed back then to the faculty board members and 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 that's been absolutely great for me because i have actually fed things back we've had issues around um problems with um with with with, with the faculty um web-based um training program which i the e-portfolio which i've been able to feedback um issues about the the, the geographies of the the, the the faculty training that's put on and, and those have been reported to the board and uh, and will be influencing and have influenced the workings of, of, of the faculty but also of course it's it, it's enabled me to keep colleagues up to date on on faculty issues and and up until until the advent of the of the network that simply didn't exist and i have highlighted it at the board so i also coordinate the english local board members and i have identified it as an example of good practice been endorsed by the president so we will hope that it will go beyond east midlands and and west midlands and and and, and become consistently applied right across the, the four nations so it's been a great success as far as as far as i'm concerned there's another aspect as well to the the event and it's one that adiola mentioned earlier and it's about registrar's presentations so there's a standing agenda item on the um network meetings is three presentations from registrars where they can actually showcase the work that they've been involved in, um, some of the issues that they've they faced. And um, I think Adiola used the term about, you know, critical friends actually saying, you know, could you have done it any better or, you know, well done on this and being able to almost like a do once and share opportunity um, for work that's going on across the region. And has there been any other evaluation of the network or feedback that you've received? Yeah, after each network event, we, we um, have an evaluation that's um, collated and forwarded to the executive um, group. And the, the first event, so we've had two events so far, so one in October and the last event was in January. And the evaluation uh, we take forward to the next meeting. So one of the main things that came up in the October meeting is that people wanted an opportunity to network. And with it being the first meeting in October, I think... We had more of a talking shop than, than in an interactive shop, and we sort of addressed that um, in the, the next session. Um, but I think Patrick um, alluded to something recently that what the, the huge value of the network is people are saying that they are, we are willing to change practice as a result of some of the discussions that have been um, at the, the network. So it's almost like you're changing minds, people wanting to do things differently, and others saying that, you know, it's reinforcing practice. And we regularly ask them for... Um, topics that they want to address as a, a network. So I think it really is an opportunity for us to actually gel as a region. So overall, I think the evaluation is showing that we, we've um, hit a, an area where people want to work together to discuss topical issues and move forward with public health in a meaningful way. And how do you join the network? 
any consultant or specialist in um, public health can join this network. It's joined through um, contacting the Learning for Public Health website and registrars. We are going through a process where as soon as they reach SD5, they should automatically be invited to attend the network. And is there a virtual network as well? Because I'm, I'm aware that registrars have, for example, a, a national and regional Yahoo group. Is there anything... Uh, similar to that for the consultant network? Not for the consultant network as such as a, a Yahoo group, but there is a, a specific web page on the Learning for Public Health website. So it's a closed site with a password that individuals can join and the agendas, the terms of reference for the group and the presentations from each of the network meetings are stored there. And is there anything else that we haven't covered about the consultant network that you'd like to comment on? Shalom, could, could I just add to, to, to Glenda's comment about the, 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 the outcomes of the evaluation? Because um, her point about it influencing consultants and, uh, and trainees thinking and doing is, is really important. To, and one of the clear things that has come out of the evaluation was, was the one in particular was around STPs. Uh, and I was at that session, uh, and it was, a, it was a fantastically useful discussion. There was a presentation, and there was a, a, a discussion and a Q&A &A with a senior uh, PhD person who's, um, who's coordinating um, STP assessment for for public health England, and that was absolutely fascinating because it what one it, it it pretty much exactly matched the the anecdotal intelligence I was getting from members and from the faculty board um, about the key areas of concern. Almost exactly, it, it was uncanny, um, and I, I used that to to inform development of of, of a faculty questionnaire on. Um, STPs and how they've been for you in, in, in public health. And, and one comment in particular specifically said that up until after that session, up, up until that session, they, they'd pretty much been uh, decided to keep out of, of, of the STP process because it wasn't for them. But after having attended that session, they decided to re-engage because they thought that they could make a difference in public health terms. Uh, I thought that was just so positive and, and that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't have attended the session. And, uh, and also Glenda was referring to the, the, the topics that we use for the uh, for those updates. They are directly informed by feedback from evaluation. So earlier today I was in telephone conference with Glenda and Chris mapping out the next one. And we, we, we use the feedback from the evaluations to determine you know, we, we've now got a programme of, of sessions based on the need that has, ex has been expressed by trainees. So hopefully we can not just maintain its currency, but, but also you know, objectively demonstrate we're responding to, um, to, um, to consultants and, uh, and trainees' requirements. And Adiola here, I'd just like to add uh, a thank you to Glenda and to Chris Chiswell for uh, making this happen and taking it forward. Um, it, it, it's a really good thing to attend. Um, as a registrar, it's quite reassuring, actually, uh, that there's a, a supported future ahead.
In terms of the the makeup of the network, is it primarily consultants who are working in local authorities or PHE or academia or or is it kind of more geared towards uh, local authorities? It's a mixed bag. So uh, almost each week that goes by, there's someone that we, we haven't realised is um, either a specialist or a consultant who asks to join the network. So primarily because of the way the workforce is at the moment, it is um, local authority consultants. But we've also got um, individuals like um, Chris, who is in an acute trust. Um, there is uh, another colleague who is a, a consultant within a consultant in public health within a CCG. And we've got individuals who've got an academic background with a public health registration who are also part of the network. I also had a chat with someone uh, for a couple of uh, consultants uh, from the Defence Medical Services. So that was new and exciting. We've set this up and we're really pleased that it's, it's going as well as it is. And, you know, the aim was to develop really a dynamic network with a focus on outcomes and outputs derived from the sessions that we, we put on. And what we're aiming to do is if there are any issues that we feel as a, a group we can't tackle, we can actually escalate them by the, the um, directors of public health so that they can actually drive any changes that we need through the same as we would try and do with the issues that Patrick is raising with the faculty so you know it, I would also like to thank my colleagues who've made the, the the network a success. Many thanks to Glenda, Patrick and Adiola for sharing their experience of setting up and leading a consulted network. Thanks for listening and hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.